Hello, Cryptonauts. Today is September 1st, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I'm your host, Blockchain John. Alright Cryptonauts, as a friendly reminder we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said let's get started with your top 10 coins by market capitalization. Starting off with Bitcoin settling at $10,240.81 for a 1% gain. Second place Ethereum with $351.29 for a 7.3% gain. That's good. Third place, USDT Tether, settling at $1 for a no gain, no loss. Fourth place, XRP Ripple, settling at $0.24 for a 2.3% gain. Fifth place, Chainlink, settling at $12.61 for a whopping 23.9% gain. Sixth place, Bitcoin Cash, settling at $228.12 for a 1.3% gain. Seventh place, Polkadot, settling at $4.59 for a whopping 17.5% gain. 8th place, Binance Coin settling at $22.53 for a whopping 18.7% gain. Ninth place, Litecoin settling at $48.08 for a 2.2% gain. 10th place, Bitcoin SV, Satoshi's Vision, settling at $168.38 for a 4.6% gain. Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 daily stats. And your total market cap is at $334.5 billion, up by 2.8%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, as another friendly reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news, as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. And don't forget to collect your daily candies, which I just did right about now. Right, first news coming in from Scott Cipollina. BitMEX releases mobile app for Bitcoin trading on the go. BitMEX has announced the release of BitMEX Mobile, offering users of the crypto exchange a mobile trading platform. The app can be downloaded via the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. The release of BitMEX's new app is part of the crypto exchange's recent push to provide a new user experience on the crypto exchange, available to download in over 140 countries. BitMEX Mobile intends to give users full control of all accounts features. Our goal, our global audience, our global audience, many of them are mobile first. So having an innate mobile application that allows them to access our products and our services should help increase our user base. Ben Radcliffe, commercial director of 100X Group, the holding company for the BitMEX platform, told Decrypt. All right, next news. From Robert Stevens, Singapore Stock Exchange lists crypto in indices for first time. Indices, huh? As Singapore mulls over cryptocurrency regulations, Singapore's stock exchange today announced the listings of its first ever cryptocurrency. Is it indices? Indices. Indices. For a partnership with CryptoCompare, a UK-based cryptocurrency benchmarking site, Singapore Exchange SGX is listing two crypto indices through its four-year-old SGX iEdge iIndex suite, the iEdge Bitcoin Index and the iEdge Ethereum Index. The 
in indices track the price of the cryptocurrencies, the listing of, on Singapore's stock exchange makes it easier for investors to keep tabs on the prices of Bitcoin and Ethereum, which rank first and second by market capitalization, respectively. Alright, next news by Saryuwa Malwa. These Bitcoin miners allegedly stole $600,000 of electricity. Malaysian authorities raided two Bitcoin mining units in the country's southern Johor district, according to local news outlet The Star on Tuesday. They, the, they alleged that the miners had been illegally siphoning off electricity to pay for the mining operation. The raids were conducted during a joint operation led by the region's Energy Commission. The City Council and the Inland Revenue Board at the two mining facilities in Iskandar Put Puteri. Mining is energy-intensive activity that racks up high electricity costs for operations who run specialized machines that perform millions of calculations each network to maintain the Bitcoin network. But despite generous block rewards, margins are slim, which leads to crimes such as electricity theft for operators to remain profitable. Johor ST Regional Director Nazlin Alim Sadiki said the region's electricity board incurred over NYR $80,000, approximately $19,300 in losses per month due to the theft. Ouch. We found that illegal wiring was installed so that electricity was supplied directly and not through the meter. The first premise, uh, premises to believe to have been operating for three years, while the second premises for two years, said Nazlin after the raid. She added that electricity bill for the two premises were only a maximum of MYR 60, $14.48 a month, which was rather suspect. Hmm, okay. Hmm, suspect. Next news, written by Liam Frost. Oh, by the way, don't steal electricity. If you're a miner, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. If you can't, if you can't, don't do it. Just don't do it. <clears throat> Next news, written by Liam Frost. Ethereum miners earn $500,000 in just one hour. What? Miners on the Ethereum blockchain have set new records by earning half a million dollars in transaction fees in just one hour, according to crypto analytics platform Glassnode. While record revenues are undoubtedly welcome achievements for miners, the Ethereum community has been raising concerns over steep and consistently growing transaction fees for some time now. As Decrypt reported, both Ethereum supporters and rivals are acknowledging that fees are getting out of hand, but there is no clear solution. <clears throat> Prediction, Ethereum gas fees ruin DeFi for normal users until Ethereum 2.0 in one or two years, tweeted Shapeshift CEO Eric Voorhees. DeFi is the term for decentralized finance. He added that this might push developers to start building on other compatible platforms. True, true. Next news, written by Daniel Phillips. Ethereum price shoots up towards $500 milestone. What? The price of Ethereum has hit $470, breaking a 2020 high today. The cryptocurrency is up 12% from the 24-hour low of $419. Ethereum has now been on the bullish rally since mid-March and has more than quadrupled in value after reaching its 2020 low of $110. Overall, the price of Ethereum is now 18.7% in the last 30 days and 167.5% in the last year. Ethereum's price is clearly a statement of intent from the decentralized finance community. With Ethereum now on a two-year high above 450 the coin's price rise is positive in an environment of high gas prices and transactions costs recently, which often have a negative impact, said, said Simon Peters, 
Crypto Asset Analyst at eToro in a market update. Well then, Ethereum better figure that out real quick. Next news, written by Daniel Phillips. Bitcoin prices pushes up towards $12,000. Bitcoin is now back on the path towards $12,000 after being rejected at the threshold two weeks ago. Bitcoin is currently trading at $11,880, but touched a peak of $11,942 earlier today. At its current rally, Bitcoin has a market capitalization of $220.3 billion, which is around $6 billion less than its peak market capitalization in 2020. That was achieved on August 4th and on August 18th. The cryptocurrency has now gained 3% in the last 24 hours and 1.5% in the last week, which resulted, which is a result of a sudden uptick in interest in the general cryptocurrency market, representing modest gains in the short term. Scaling further back, Bitcoin is up 66% year-to-date and 24.2% in the last year, indicating a bullish medium-term trend. Alright, sounds good. Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. CoinShares adds real-time audits of its cryptocurrency products. CoinShares announced today it has introduced real-time audits of exchange-rated cryptocurrency products. These audits will be delivered via Armanino, Armanino, an independent account firm with digital asset expertise. When it comes to investing in digital assets, investors rely on assurances in the same way they do with traditional assets. Most investors take note of audit and compliance reports, but these documents are only provided annually, a 365-day turnaround, but the information is not particularly suited to the digital asset industry, where there is always demand for faster information. We effectively put ourselves in a position where we can provide our stakeholders on a rolling 30-minute basis, a live option on the assets we hold, Richard Nash, COO at CoinShares, told Decrypt. All right. Next news, written by Amy Castor. Bermuda teams with Stable House to launch digital stimulus token pilot. Bermuda is trying on for size a Bermudian dollar-backed stablecoin. In partnership with Stable House, a startup that touts itself as a global digital currency clearinghouse. For the exchange of stablecoins, the government of Bermuda announced today that it has launched a digital stimulus token pilot. Stable House, a Bermuda-based startup, which boasts as an advisor a former executive of Tether. The firm that issues the world's most popular and controversial stablecoin is providing the technical expertise along with the token, dubbed the Bermudian Dollar Token, or BMDT. Bermuda wants to explore how well merchants take to accepting digital tokens as a form of payment and whether residents in the 21 square mile island will be open to using them to purchase foods and other essential items. All right, good luck, I like that, awesome. Hopefully they do that soon. Next news, written by Andrew Hayward. Crypto kit. Well, hold on. Let's back up a little bit. There's got to be a limited supply of Bermuda to- tokens for sure. Okay, can't be just inflated. You can't just be making up, up tokens like USDT. Anyways, next news, written by Andrew Hayward. CryptoKitties adds cats inspired by rock band Muse. CryptoKitties is still one of the most popular prominent crypto games nearly three years after overwhelming the Ethereum blockchain. And today, Dapper Lab is adding a pair of limited edition cats inspired by the popular rock group Muse. The alliance born out of Dapper's partnership with investors Warner Music Group introduces specially designed cats to the game that are based on the visuals of Muse's music video. Both cats are based on videos from the band's most recent album, Simulation Theory. One, named Marty, is based on the transformation that 
frontman Matt Bellamy makes during the Something Human video, while Mibbles is based on a creature from the Pressure video. Alright, that's cool. I mean, they, they look pretty cool. They look pretty cool. I'm, if you look at the photos, uh, pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. Next news, written by Liam Frost. Another Bitcoiner claims he lost $430,000 in Electrum wallet scam. Ah, no! Yet another GitHub user has claimed that he lost 36.5 Bitcoin due to the exploit in an outdated version of Electrum Wallet, adding over $430,000 to the cash of the 2,171 BTC, roughly $25 million. The hacker had reportedly stolen this way since late 2018. As Decrypt reported yesterday, a GitHub user claims that he lost a whopping 1,400 BTC, around $16 million, after accessing his Electrum wallet for the first time since 2017. The old, the over a year old and patched since then exploited trigger a mass transfer of funds to an unknown address. But as it turns out, this wasn't its only recent victim. It had a similar situation two months ago, 36.5 Bitcoin was stolen from my address, replied a GitHub user called Crypto. What is that? Crypt BT, BT Kelly? Adding that some of the stolen Bitcoins went to Binance, but they ignored my appeal and do not return. Ah, no, 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 Binance. Why would you do that? Next news written by Sharyua Malwa. Sorry, dude. Tezo agrees to pay $25 million in damages to investors. A controversial lawsuit alleging the crypto project Tezos conducted an illegal security scale in 2017 that has been settled with the court ruling in favor of the investors and the project's founding agreeing to pay damages according to the court filings last week. Tezos and its founders, Arthur and Kathleen Breitman, will pay a total of $25 million to investors as per the court order. It was first proposed in March this year but settled only last week. Alright, well, as long as that was taken care of. Next news, written by Adriana Hamacher. The real Dogecoin dog is recovering from vestibular disease. Oh no! Kabuso, the superstar mutt behind the incredibly popular internet meme Doge and its spin-off joke cryptocurrency Dogecoin is recovering from vestibular disease, a deliberating condition that affects balance and coordination and can be lethal. The now 14-year-old pup is a rescue dog, one of 19 Shiba Inus abandoned when a Japanese puppy mill closed down. Some were killed, but Kabuso was fortunate to be adopted by 58-year-old Atsuko Sato, a kindergarten teacher in Japan. She dotes on the plucky pup and is nursing her back to health, posting daily updates on Kabuso's recovery on her popular blog. Okay. That's awesome. Next news, written by Liam Frost. Binance doubles down on DeFi with Smart Chain mainnet launch. Blockchain platform Binance, no, yeah, blockchain platform Binance Chain has announced the mainnet launch of Binance Smart Chain BSC, a parallel network designed to support decentralized finance applications. Binance Smart Chain makes it possible for developers around the world to build DeFi services and many more dApps within the Binance Chain ecosystem while delivering various benefits such as the all-new method for staking BNB, high performance, lower fees, direct connections with fast DEX, and more, said Binance CEO Cheng Peng Zhao. Alright. Man, I gotta stop hitting the table. Alright, next news. Alright, next news written by Forecast News Staff. Japan's evolving view on blockchain regulation. 
Japan's stance on blockchain regulation appears to be softening. Last week, the country's deputy prime minister, Taro Asu, called for greater cooperation between regulators and the country's blockchain community to improve governance despite friction between the two. In the blockchain community, some people may still look at regulators with a sort of hostility, said Asu, who is also Japan's finance minister. During the Blockchain Global Governance Conference in Tokyo, it may stem from the assumption that the regulations lack te technological understanding and thus could hinder innovation. He added that what is needed for all of us to get together and work together is to design the proper use of technology under the better governance. Also, also noted that blockchain could have the important role to play in trade finance, creating a more sophisticated design identity system and also the COVID-19 crisis. In the current fight against the widespread epidemic, blockchain could provide a resilient solution to, to contact tracing with high level of privacy protection. It will certainly, certain, certainly enhance our ability to prevent and migrate future risk. Alright, cool. That's good. That's real good. Next news written by Andrew Hayward. Coinbase planning token launch platform for crypto startups. What? Last year's speculative comments have become a reality. Cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase really is working on a platform that will allow startups to launch their own token via initial exchange offering, IEO. CEO Brian Armstrong confirmed the plan during a podcast interview with O. Shaghes. Was that Shag? Shag? Shagnesi? Shagnesi? Asset Management CEO Patrick O'Shagnessy with a transcript noting that the service could be called Coinbase Launch, although that's not set in stone just yet. We're working on a product, we'll probably call it Coinbase Launch or something like that, said Armstrong, but it's a way for anybody who wants to do a crypto startup to come in and say, alright, I want to issue a token. Maybe I want to raise money. Maybe I just want to build my own community. We'll just will just handhold people through the process and help them with the custody of it. Help them create the smart contracts, help them with the governance issues and the vesting uh, of these things if you need to distribute those to employees, he added. Awesome, 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 awesome. I mean, there's some pros and cons about Coinbase, but I mean, they're trying to help the community. I like that. Next news, written by Alexander Beckrens. Chainlink now powers all price data for DeFi exchange synthetics. Then again, Coinbase could just have a darker side to it. Maybe they just want to try to make some profits. Of course they want to make profits. Next news written by Synthetics. No, sorry. What? What did I just say? Next news written by Alexander Behrens. Chainlink now powers all price data for DeFi exchange Synthetics. <clears throat> Synthetics, the DeFi protocol for trading assets paid Synthetics tokens on Ethereum, is solidifying its relationship with leading decentralized Oracle provider Chainlink. Synthetics announced today that the full integrations of Chainlink price oracles for all assets on the Synthetics exchange, including price feeds for all Synthetics assets on the index. Synthetics has previously implemented Chainlink's price oracles in commodities and forex since, but will now shift away from the internally maintenance oracles to the Chainlink solutions on the road to a full decentralized governance. Alright. Synthetics generates Synthetics assets as tradable tokens on the Ethereum with prices for different cents paying to real-world assets from crypto, crypto assets such as Bitcoins or Trans TRX tokens to cryptocurrencies like British Pounds or Euros. Other Synthetics assets are planned for futures tied to the assets like oil or food, commodities, and additional currencies. Synthetics assets are backed by collateral assets worth 750% of their value when they are created, helping the assets stay liquid during major price movements. 750%? That's crazy! That means you have to have 
$750 just so you can have $100 of their tokens. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. All right, next news written by Jose Antonio Lance. Bitcoin flirts without $12,000 price marks to start September. Bitcoin is currently flirting with the psychological threshold of $12,000 and is now in a critical area that will determine the immediate future after a dull most stable August in which Bitcoin reported gains under 4%, the largest cryptocurrency by market cap has shot up to start September. The token's price management to rise more than $350 after a small fall about $50 yesterday, bullish sentiment only came to a halt after BTC briefly went over the $12,000 mark. Looking at the bigger picture, Bitcoin is on a bullish run, with monthly candles pointing to a steady recovery from the 2019 crash when Bitcoin went from $14,000 in that 14, nearly $14,000 that June to just under $6,500 in December. By contrast to the start of 2020, was looking quite bullish until the coronavirus took a sledgehammer to most markets. In March, Bitcoin experienced one of the steepest crash since 2018. Correction. Okay. The fall didn't last long. By April, Bitcoin was breaking expectations, separating itself from the stock market. Its behavior began resembling another hedge asset, gold. All right. Uh, the performance of Bitcoin to start this month reinforces the stock-to-flow price predictions models, which positioned that the price of Bitcoin would rise after the Bitcoin halving. So far, what many call coincidence is happening again. The model seems to be acting like clockwork. All right, next news. <clears throat> Written by David Who's this? David Hollerith? Hollerith? Holler? Holler? Hollerith? David Hollerith. These darknet markets may soon see more Bitcoin flowing. One of the largest darknet markets placed in the world, Empire Market, mysteriously went offline last month, though it's still unclear if Empire is shut down for good or whoever's running whoever, or whoever runs. It really made off with $30 million in Bitcoin as part of an exit scam. The question remains an anonymous illicit e economy where might so many illicit buyers and sellers go. Whether it's new, less trusted marketplace, or older ones that are tried and true, other dark web markets could soon see a spike in cryptocurrency transactions as a result of Empire's fall. Over the weekend, Dark.Fail, a Twitter account that claims to be an anonymous journalist researching Tor software that allows users to browse the internet anonymously, highlighted several remaining marketplaces that could see growth in the light of Empire's market absence. It's worth noting, however, that Bitcoin trans transactions still make up just 1% of the total Bitcoin transactions, according to the latest figures from the research firm Chainalysis. All right. Anyways, next news, written by the Defiant. For all of you, for all of you, for all of you Deegans farming in public, here's your privacy toolbox. No sign up, no KYC, and no real names. You'd think that means DeFi is private, but the reality is, while a major improvement for centralized exchanges, all your transaction histories and assets are open for the world to see. They can even be linked to your IP address. What? Of course they have. Of course. We'll go over what you can do to protect your privacy right now and what developers are doing to make it easier to do in the future. Here's the issue. To start, every smart contract that you interact with, whether that be Uniswap, Compound, or Balancer, can see your balance, token holdings, and all your past activity. The info isn't just available to smart contracts, it's publicly available on the blockchain. Anyone in the world can access it even and even run advanced analytics on that information. 
That could be done by anyone, your mother, your neighbor, the NSA, or Amazon. Creepier still, because the blockchain stores information permanently. The transactions you make now will be visible for the entire future of the blockchain. In this way, using DeFi is a bit like getting the financial equivalent of a tattoo, and while the Yams logo tattooed on your ass might be fun for a week or two, you might regret it 30 years later. Geolocation linked to your ETH address. To make matters worse, the majority of DeFi activity is uh, accessed through the browser. While this makes for a nice user experience, it also means that without precautions, you can end up leaking some highly valuable information. In particular, services like MetaMask or Etherscan can read your IP address, which means linking your IP address to your wallet address and IP address reveals location data. If, if that doesn't scare you, imagine a future where you can correlate assets holding to a precise geolocation. To be clear, IP addresses aren't stored on the blockchain. They are shared with companies like MetaMask and Etherscan, your internet service provider, and any websites you might visit, and various other parties. While you might trust the intentions of these companies, it's always possible that centralized services can be hacked. Plus, they might sell your information to third parties. Okay, so then what, what can we do? Come on. Step one, make new accounts. Ethereum management blockchain data using what's called account-based model, which means that in some ways it's Privacy is harder to manage, manage than Bitcoin. On Bitcoin, users can create new addresses with every transaction. While vulnerable to chain, uh, chain analysis, the steps can give certain level of privacy and breaks away from links between different transactions. Okay, okay, step two, use Tornado Cash. What, what is this? That's where mixing technology comes in. A way to break the link between sender and receiver. Different variants of this technology have been around since 2013. In theory, mixers allow users to shuffle their coins up with other users in order to preserve privacy. But Tornado Cash is a break from the tradition. Unlike typical mixers, it's all done automatically over smart contracts, meaning that there are relatively low trust assumptions that the chances of anyone running off with your funds are reduced. Alright, what else? What else? What else? Three, step 3. VPN over Tor. What? But all these steps are all meaningless if you are still leaking your IP address. When using the internet, your IP address is leaked constantly. For example, when using Tornado Cash, your internet service provider, ISP, can link transactions to your IP address by cor correlating them with the, with the time of withdrawal with the time that the information was sent to the relayer. Without precautions, using a wow, that's, that's, that's crazy. Without precautions, using Ethereum and the internet at the same time means correlating your IP address with your wallet address which potentially gives away dangerous and sensitive information about your physical location of your wallet. Wow. Okay, step four, Brave Browser. Tor comes with built-in privacy at the network layer, but the crypto, crypto community also has its own privacy-preserving browser, Brave. Brave doesn't hide IP addresses, so it must be used in combinations with a VPN. It also has an internal Tor integration. But the Brave team insists that this isn't as secure as using the Tor browser itself. Rather, Brave browser comes with some other privacy promises. For one, it doesn't give out your IP addresses without asking first. It also automatically blocks all ads and trackers and makes online advertising opt-in. In particular, users can op optionally paid and be optionally paid in debt for handling handing over some user specific information. If you are reading this newsletter, you are probably familiar with BAT. A popular choice for yield farming and liquidity mining platforms, Brave's native token is up 50% in value since January. Okay, step five, keep your money offline. 
<clears throat> Let me take a sip here. MetaMask dominates the DeFi landscape. This is problematic because it means that the browser is the main portal to Ethereum finance. Because of the difficulties of co uh, com combining Ethereum usage with the internet, by far the safest place to keep funds is in a hard wallet. Many DeFi platforms offer Ledger hardware wallets as an alternative payment option. Okay, step six, run a full node. Currently requiring 470 gigabytes of disk space, running a full Ethereum node is pretty hardware intensive. That said, it comes with privacy benefits that make it attractive to any committed user, in particular by running a full node. Users are storing all their transaction data locally and can access it without interacting with anything else. Awesome. New Frontier. That might seem a lot like a lot to take in and it is maintaining user privacy on DeFi is hard still going forward many startups are looking to offer better privacy protection solutions for one tornado cash is planning to release privacy focused wallets that will allow users to keep their funds private without having to enter into tornado cash pool to protect IP addresses that will run over Tor by default well you know what I'm gonna check out tornado cash I'm gonna check this out uh, where's my hey where's my notepad uh oh. Mm. Uh oh. Oh, there it is. Ooh. All right. We'll, we'll check out Tornado Cash at a later time. Next news written by Robert Stevens. More than $500 million Bitcoin heads to Ethereum this year. Research published by cryptocurrency data firm Masari today showed that more than half a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin or 0.3% of its total supply has been sent to Ethereum this year. The reason? The summer's indomitable rise of the decentralized finance or DeFi. With only 0.3% of all Bitcoin on Ethereum and DeFi booming, the opportunity for decentralized bridges between the two chains is hard to ignore, tweeteth Masari. Masari talking about DeFi. Crypto's hot new thing is that boomerang the crypto market out of its coronavirus shutdown. DeFi refers to the things like non-custodial loan platforms, think of them like automated banks, and tokens that track stocks. Just over $9 billion is locked up in its smart contracts today, according to DeFi Pulse, an increase of $8 billion. Yes, yes, basically all of it is under three months. Wow, that's crazy. Next news, written by Matthew DeSalvo. Well, hold on, was there anything else? Uh, nah. Next news, written by Matthew DeSalvo. Crypto users apathetic about privacy report. <sighs> Crypto users are apathetic about privacy when sending money despite having more access to privacy protocols, features a report released today revealed. According to CoinMetrics, state of the network report, the idea of anonymity is even at risk of fading away unless crypto's original privacy-oriented ethos returns. This comes even as privacy options such as Mimblewimble, a purportedly super-private protocol behind at least two new privacy coins, continue to emerge. If you haven't looked into it, please, Cryptonauts, look into Mimblewimble. You're going to be amazed. Coinmetrics, a crypto market and network data provider, looked at three privacy-focused cryptocurrencies, Zcash, Monower, and Grin. The report found that the combined daily transactions of those three coins only stand at around 6% of Bitcoins. 
For every transaction on one of these private privacy assets, there are 16 done on Bitcoin and countless more on the assets that offer offer even less privacy, the report said. Okay, Monero and Grin, a new privacy coin that utilizes Mimblewimble technology, are also proving relatively unpopular despite offering much, uh, much more privacy than Bitcoin. Oh no. As cryptocurrencies continue to be adopted by the wider public, its original privacy-oriented ethos must be transmitted in order for it to survive. It said falling, failing to do so could result in the original idea of anonymous transaction systems fading away and being superseded by other conceptions of what cryptocurrencies are useful for. Alright. Hold on. It noted that the interest in technologies such as CoinJoin, which allows users to mix their Bitcoins together to hide transactions, history is growing quickly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next news written by Andrew Hayward. Bitcoin, best reserve asset ever, says investor Raul Paul. <clears throat> Tens of thousands of subscribers pay at least $20 per month to gain the insight of Real Vision, a video-centric service described by the New York Times as HGBT, HGTV for hedge fund hopefuls. <clears throat> and its founders and CEO Raul Powell, Powell is a big fan of Bitcoin. Powell has spoken strongly of, of Bitcoin in the past, including, including back in March around the stock market crash when he tweeted, I cannot express how bullish I am on Bitcoin. That wasn't a random missive, it seems, as Powell has now written extensively on the upside he sees in Bitcoin. On Twitter yesterday, Powell shared a couple of key pages of its 150-page newsletter he wrote for global macro investor firm. In sharing pages, Powell said the key focus was on cryptocurrency, adding, I think it's the world's best trade of which I'm irresponsibly long. Alright. Next news. Written by Alexander Behrens. Bitcoin's share of crypto market cap at lowest point in year. Bitcoin has always been the dominant cryptocurrency bond market cap, but wind of change may be in the air again as competing blockchains like Ethereum accelerate their growth. Bitcoin dominance to measure how the Bitcoin market cap makes up for all value invested in cryptocurrencies has fallen to its lowest level yet this year. It now make, makes up 57.9% of the total market cap according to data from CoinMarketCap. The slide comes as DeFi on Ethereum continues rapid growth and as other protocols like Polkadot and Cardano draw attention of their own, shifting value in the ecosystem away from the original asset, digital asset. <clears throat> in, the earliest, in the earliest days of cryptocurrency, there was only Bitcoin competitors in the form of Litecoin and Ripple. It started to appear in 2013, but Bitcoin dominance remained above 75% for another four years until early 2017. Uh, See what is okay. I don't know. Next news, written by Robert Stevens. Ave co-founder calls DeFi distribution model unfair. Yesterday, Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin tweeted that the profligacy, profligacy. What is? I never seen that word before. Proflig, profligacy, profligacy of central banks has nothing to. Has nothing on decentralized finance where protocols must constantly pluck value out of the thin air to pay the people who've lodged their funds into the smart contracts so that sounds like a ponzi scheme pointed out decrypt podcaster matthew aaron wall talking with stanny kolichov co-founder of DeFi lending protocol ave is that the correct term to use here 
I think it's the correct term is I think the correct term is an economy where big people basically get things for free said Kolachov. Kolachov's protocol like so many others these days pay out governance tokens as a reward for people who have deposited lots of money in its smart contracts. <sighs> Another one. Alright. Next news written by David Ooh, Hollerith. Hollerith. Major European stock exchange list first Bitcoin product. Wiener Wiener. Wiener Borsi Borse Borse. Wiener Wiener Borse. One of the largest Central European-based stock exchanges today listed its first cryptocurrency products. While this appears like a strong adoption signal, these exchange-traded products might also be the latest event in growing trends that ultimately devalues cryptocurrency, regional experts say. Issued by Swiss bank fintech firm 21Shares AG, the single-asset product which will trade under the ticker symbol ABTC seeks to track both the investment's results of Bitcoin. The world's largest cryptocurrency for market capitalization and its second place contender, Ethereum. In other words, Wiener Borsa client will now be able to get exposure to cryptocurrency from a regulated trading platform without having to directly buy cryptocurrency on their own. We are happy to share that Bitcoin is now accessible everywhere for both retail as well as institutional investors across the entire DSCH region of Germany, Austria, and Switzerland," said Hani Hani Rashwan, CEO of 21Shares AG, in a press release. Next news, written by Jeff Benson. New DeFi protocol locks in $500 million in hours. What? If you haven't heard of Kimchi, the DeFi farming Kimchi, oh man. Oh man. <clears throat> If you haven't heard of Kimchi, the DeFi farming token, that's because it didn't exist yesterday. Today, it reportedly locked in $500 million in value staking before tumbling down to a mere ahum, ahum, $150 million or so. Its growing trajectory mirrors other recent DeFi products, notably Yam, the token that surged past $150 in just a couple of days before crashing down to zero like it's not so sweet potato within just 48 hours. <laughs> ah, dang it. Kimchi. Oh my goodness. What is that? Kimchi token is a fork of Yuno and Sushi, the latter of which itself a fork of Uniswap. Kimchi is new enough that it's hard to ascertain how exactly it differs from its mother token, Sushi. Sushi swap issues the eponymous sushi token as a way of incentivizing people to contribute liquidity to the platform. The platform also gives a cut of the, of the trading fees to users who lock their tokens into smart contracts, meaning they can't touch it for a specified period. <clears throat> Alright, Kimchi apparently uses far... Okay, I'm done with Kimchi. Okay, next news! Written by Amy Castor. Darknet moderators paid in Bitcoin sentenced to 11 years. What? Nine months after entering a guilty plea in California District Court, Brian Connor Harrell, 26, was sentenced Tuesday to 11 years behind bars for his role as an Alpha Bay moderator, according to an announcement by the U.S. Department of Justice. A dark web contraband mark 
marketplace accessible through the Tor web browser, Alphabay was a place where vendors and purchasers could come together to buy and sell drugs, guns, stolen identity information, credit card numbers, and other illicit items, but mostly drugs. The website, an outgrowth of earlier darknet site Silk Road, only 10 times larger, saw what? The website, an outgrowth of earlier darknet site Silk Road, only 10 times larger. Wow, really? Silk Road was pretty big. Or at least I've heard. I don't know. I never visited Silk Road. I just read it. So it's final days in 2017 after nearly three years of operation. A law enforcement operation spanning three countries dismantled the site with Canadian police seizing its servers in Quebec and U.S. officials seeking the extradition of one of its administrators, Al Alexandre Cazes, to the U.S. Kaziz was later found hanging from a towel in Bangkok jail cells, a suspected suicide. Mm. Well then. At the time it went down, the site had nearly 400,000 users and was the go-to place for buying illicit drugs online. Purchases were generally made in virtual currencies such as Bitcoin, Monero, Ether because they offer some anonymity. A moderate, as a moderator on Alpha Bay, Harold, who went on the nickname Pen, what is it? Penis, pen, really? Penis Smith and Bota settled disputes between vendors and purchasers. The DOJ said he also served as a scam watcher, keeping a lookout for any attempts to defraud, defraud Alpha Bay users. For his efforts, the Aurora, Colorado residence, was paid in Bitcoin. In January, Harold pleaded guilty to conspiring to engage in a racketeering influenced corrupt organization. This sentence serves as further proof that criminals cannot hide behind technology to break the law, U.S. Prosecutor McGregor Scott told in a statement on Tuesday. Wow. How That's crazy. How much did they give him? Was it 11 years? 11 years. Wow. <sighs> DeFi token UMA surges above $1 billion market cap. As August gave way to September, some DeFi tokens likewise made way up to the top of DeFi market cap ranking for UMA. On Tuesday last week, UMA had a market cap of around $392 million according to data from CoinMarketCap. A week later, UMA's market cap is north of $1.1 billion. That's enough to put in second place behind Chainlink, which has a massive $5.6 billion market cap. The movement places UMA above Yearn.Finance, which at the point last week had a market cap of $404 million. While Yearn.Finance has grown to an explosive rate, it hasn't quite grown as explosive as UMA, instead settling at around $950 million market today. What is UMA? UMA, sh short for Universal Market Access, refers itself as a decentralized finance contract platform. Its token uses the ERC-20 standard for the Ethereum blockchain, allowing users to create their own synthetic tokens and derivatives contracts. Hmm, interesting. And that is it, Cryptonauts. Finally made it to the end. That was prob- I think that was actually the most news articles I've read for a day. I mean, I've, I've tried to reduce it as much as I can, just try to get some information out per each news article but that was a lot that was a lot it was a lot I'm pretty sure that was the most news articles I've read in a day so I would appreciate some likes thumbs ups some positive comments it's all good um with that said 
if you want to read more of any of these news articles, you can always go back and read it yourself. Um, and with that said, uh, let's see, what's my closing? Um, if you're looking for a way to convert your fiat to cryptos, you can use two of my links. I have one for Coinbase and one for Gemini. If you're looking for a way to con- to earn compounded crypto interest each and every single week, you can use my Celsius Network link. I love it. I love it. I love it. So with that said, Cryptonauts, I will catch you all on the next one. Adios.